With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. These uh, GMs and coaches go to the podium at the Combine, and they do their best to not say anything. But I, I do think we got a nugget out of Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, and it starts with the reporter's question. Is this a hypothetical, or is Jordan Love ready to be an NFL starting quarterback? Yeah, I think he's ready to play, and I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. He's worked really hard. He's shown a lot of progression. Uh, I know he's really eager to have that, and I think that's the next step in his progression is, is to play. Okay. The next step is to be a starting quarterback in the NFL with the Packers. Let's bring in Tom Pelissero, NFL Network reporter, part of the NFL Network's live coverage of the scouting combine that will run through March 5th. You go to these press conferences, and you know these coaches and GMs are doing their best to tap dance around, but how do you sort of decide, I think I got something here, or that's something that the audience should be aware of? Well, first of all, uh, Jason Wallers, who's the Packers uh, head of media relations, deserves a shout-out for orchestrating the Brian Gutekunst experience yesterday. Because what they did was they did like a 30-minute session with the Packers beat reporters at like a, at the hotel. So then in the time it took Gutekunst to walk from the hotel to the podium, all the relevant quotes were being tweeted. There was nothing left. Gutekunst gets up there and goes, guys, so I just, you know, you probably saw, I said, haven't talked to Aaron, not a lot on that front. So what else you got? Gutekunst was only on the podium for seven minutes, probably the shortest podium session in combine history. <laughs> Because at this point, it's reflective of the fact that there's only so much the Packers can do. Aaron Rodgers has control over the situation because he's got $60 million fully guaranteed because he would need to rework his contract, whether to come back to Green Bay or to be traded to help the Packers salary cap. And also he could simply refuse to show up. So the Packers have tried to be patient here. There, I'm sure, are lessons learned from 2008 when the Packers pressed Brett Favre for a decision. He ends up retiring in early March because at that point he didn't think he could play. By the end of April, he's already getting the itch and wants to come back to the NFL, and that obviously led to drama over the entire summer. But make no mistake, the clock is ticking here. The Packers need some answers in terms of setting their free agency plans. We're 12 days away from the free agent negotiating window opening up, and the first step in this process is Aaron Rodgers saying, number one, does he want to play? Because he hasn't communicated that yet. Number two... Does he want to play in Green Bay? And even if the answer is he wants to play in Green Bay, then Gutekunst 
alluded to it. There are additional conversations that need to be had just to make sure that everybody is on the same page about the direction of the roster, the team, the organization moving forward. This feels like they've decided to divorce, but they're working on the language to tell the children and then to tell the uh, parents. I just, there's just too much there that it just feels like they're down the road on this. And I don't know if Aaron wants to play again. I don't know if he wants to play elsewhere. But if I'm Green Bay, I got to move on. I, you know, I, I just have to decide. I can't let him hold us hostage anymore. We have to build a team. And if Jordan Love is that quarterback and you really think that he can play, then move forward. But, and I don't the know. issue they have though they, is they uni- they can't unilaterally make that decision. They have to make the decisions with Aaron. And I think that one of the things that's been misconstrued is this relationship is predominantly positive and has been for a couple of years since they hashed out their differences back in 2021. And at that time, they adjusted Rogers' contract. They deleted a year. Yeah. Last year, they signed him to an extension that the Packers, quite frankly, believed would buy them at least one off season without the drama. And yet here we are talking about darkness retreats and psychedelic podcasts and trying to decide the future here. They have Jordan Love. They got a glimpse of him in Philadelphia. And more importantly, they have three years of watching Jordan Love every single day in practice. All that tape, seeing his progression. And Gutekunst has has said it publicly. The next step is for Jordan to play. I don't see a scenario, quite frankly, where Jordan Love is on any other roster than the Packers roster in 2023. They can exercise the fifth-year option. That buys them at least into 2024. Obviously, you got franchise tags on top of it. I, you don't expect that you're going to get to that road. It's highly unusual to have a first-round quarterback or any quarterback sit for four years. But this is also a unique deal and has been with Aaron Rodgers. And they, again, they believed that they were going to have Aaron for at least a couple years when they did that contract. The fact that he's thinking about it now means he has the power based on a contract that if the Packers are going to get out of it, it's actually better for them for him to retire this offseason, the next offseason, but they simply don't know. Tom Palacero, NFL Network reporter, joining us from the Combine. I also hate when I hear reporters or analysts say, I'm so tired of the Aaron Rodgers drama. I don't give a damn about your feelings. You still have to cover it because... It affects the Packers. It could affect the Jets. It could affect the Raiders, affect Jordan Love. We may not like it, but it feels like there's a real story here. How do you approach well, this? this? Was, well, for me, yes, it's you know been several years of waking up every day and not knowing what Aaron Rodgers might say or do and how that might impact the course of my day, week, month, year. <laughs> Pales in comparison to the Packers wondering, you know, hey, this guy still gives us the best chance to win in 2023, but does he want to be here? Is he going to be bought in? If he is, is he going to be traded? Is he just going to say, I'm done, and I've made enough money, and I've won four MVPs, and it's enough already? Um, You know, from our perspective here, I think that you go back to last offseason, and you think about how those trades came together. They all, everything bared on the next deal. You had the Deshaun Watson situation where – Obviously, there's serious allegations of sexual misconduct and things that played a role in this, but he had a longstanding trade request. The Texans basically said, here's the price. If you meet it, you can talk to him. Four different teams did. Everybody's bidding against each other, so it was basically free agency. The Browns are told they're out, which causes Baker Mayfield to request a trade after he sees that you know he's they're trying to move on to that position. 
Then they end up getting back in by giving a fully guaranteed contract. Meanwhile, the Falcons also took a run at Deshaun Watson, which makes Matt Ryan go, yeah, I think we're done here. So then he becomes available, ends up with the Colts. Meanwhile, the Russell Wilson trade gets done. <laughs> that causes panic to set in for the commanders. They drastically up their offer for Carson Wentz, so then they get Wentz. If you think back on all those trades I just mentioned, there's not a high success rate on any of these. I mean, the Colts, I don't anticipate. We'll see, but I don't anticipate that Matt Ryan's going to be a part of their plans this year. Carson Wentz has already been cut. The first year of Russell Wilson, obviously, was not good in Denver. And with Deshaun Watson, he hadn't played football in two years. It didn't look great, but it's, you know, 2023 will be a much more uh, fair judge of it. So, you know, in this case, you've got the Derek Carr situation. He's here in Indianapolis meeting with team executives and owners as his free agency carries forward here. I know his brother David said on NFL Network, you know, he's going to take his time, talk with a lot of people. Well, quite frankly, the best offer for Derek Carr may not come until we know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh and uh, Eric DeCosta are going to speak today. There's no signs at this point that a deal is close there. And so ultimately, you're going to tag him. We'll see if it's the exclusive or the non-exclusive tag. There is a scenario where they trade Lamar Jackson for a windfall of draft picks. The Daniel Jones situation continues to play out. Baker Mayfield, who eventually was traded last year to the Panthers, and then ends up with the Rams, who didn't have Matthew Stafford, a year after Stafford was the big domino in the whole thing, and kind of set the stage for how all these other teams are approaching this with saying, hey, the guy's available, we're moving forward. Make your best offers and we'll work it out. You know, all these things are happening. And this is a league, Dan, where five years ago, 10 years ago, there weren't trades. Nobody was trading. These things didn't happen. Yeah. You'd have the, you know, the offhand occurrence where somebody, a Carson Palmer became available or, you know, Brett Favre who ended up being traded to the Jets, but it wasn't a regular basis where last year we had, I want to say it was 10 trades involving Pro Bowl players in a two week or 17 day span. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're once again talking about all these quarterback dominoes leaning on one another. The moment the first one falls, and we'll see what happens with Derek Carr, but quite possibly that will be Aaron Rodgers declaring his intentions. Once that happens, I would anticipate a lot of these other things begin to move swiftly. What kind of leverage does Derek Carr have? Derek Carr's leverage is that he's a free agent. These other guys we're talking about, you need to trade for them. So, you know, if you're looking at Derek Carr versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who has won more games, been to more playoffs, and won more playoff games than Derek Carr, but also has been hurt substantially more uh, than Derek Carr through his career. So you're evaluating him. You're evaluating Baker Mayfield. You're potentially evaluating Daniel Jones, who would be shocking if the Giants did not end up franchise tagging him if they can't work out uh, a long-term deal here. So, you know, the question you have to ask yourself if you're Derek Carr and his agent, Tim Younger, is, are, is our best offer going to come right now? Do we have an offer we feel comfortable taking? Because potentially, if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay, now all the seats are open and we've got all the leverage. If Aaron Rodgers gets himself traded and Lamar gets himself traded, now it's the best seat there for Derek Carr. And so there, there's definitely a strategy to this entire thing. His leverage is, I'm available now. You can get me now and solve all your problems and you don't have to give up a pick to get me. You know, the Saints and Raiders had agreed to the framework of a trade when he took that visit, but his contract at that time was an issue. The Saints are still in it. The Jets are still in it. The Panthers, David Tepper actually flew here to Indianapolis to meet with Derek Carr last night. If all those teams make offers and they're in line with what Derek Carr thinks he should be making, he potentially could choose his spot. The question is, is his best leverage now or does it come after we find out where some of these other things land? 
How important is Bryce Young's height? Not as important as Bryce Young's weight and his frame. Talking to you know a variety of different scouts here over the course of the week, we've seen short quarterbacks go number one. You know, Baker Mayfield was six foot. Kyler is, I don't know what he's listed at, so I don't want to short sell him. Let's call him 5'11". Uh, but they're shorter quarterbacks, but those guys are thickly built. You know, Kyler was like 208 pounds. Go back to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, like Kyler, is a baseball player. Baseball players usually have, they're thicker, they're densely built. Bryce Young was listed at six foot 194 by Alabama. Talking to scouts who like went through the school, they say he's maybe 5'11, and the quarterbacks don't measure until I think, I believe Saturday. And they were told he was playing at 186. There's not a lot of precedent for 186 pound quarterback. Now, toss on top of it, the Bryce Young was only hit like 15 times or something last season. He's playing behind five future NFL offensive linemen. So he's got the best protection possible. And he still suffered an AC joint injury that impacted him uh, for a good chunk of the season. So what you have to ask is, listen, everything about Bryce Young checks the boxes for teams except for this in terms of great kid process as well from a pro style offense can really throw it it's just can he hold up it's a 17 game season now we'll see what he weighs in at you know he may well be close to 200 pounds by the time he gets there but you have to ask yourself that and i think that that goes back to you know lamar jackson there was some of the same debate which was when he was coming out through his lower body he had a thinner type of a build well what's happened to lamar jackson over the past couple of seasons he's had a bone bruise in his ankle and he's had a knee injury that cost him December and January in consecutive seasons. You know, there's a lot of that. And I know that it's it's in vogue to, like, rip on the the unnamed scouts and some of the opinions and that. But like a lot of the stuff, especially the factual things, build and things like that, end up coming true. If you think coming in that there are going to be durability questions once a guy gets into the NFL, take Tua. Tends to play out that way. With Bryce Young, we'll see. You know, he's clearly t- just in terms of what he is as a polished product right now. He's the guy who makes sense as the number one pick. There's just not precedent out there for drafting a 186 pound quarterback, especially not number one. That's the thing. When you know, I look at the Bears situation. If there was a can't miss, or I thought can't miss, uh, and maybe that's a Caleb Williams, then I would I would consider trading Justin Fields. If I knew that I could get that guy, reset the clock, my rookie quarterback contract, and you know, I'm I'm able to build. Now I got my quarterback. And how many times have we said that about the you know Chicago Bears? Hey, you got a franchise quarterback. But I just don't know about any of these quarterbacks. And as a result, you know, probably I would keep Justin Fields because I'm I'm just not sure that any of these quarterbacks are going to walk in and remind us of Patrick Mahomes. The calculation you have to make here is no team ever wants to be drafted number one twice. It happens, you know, Jaguars did it. You know, it's possible to lose that many games after drafted number one, but you don't want to ever be in that position again. So the way that I would say it with what the Bears options are here is they have scenarios for everything. Depending, do they get offers for the pick? Depending if they fall in love with the quarterback, depending do any of these defensive players, whether it's Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter, do any of them, you know, jump out through the course of this process and they go, we just, we can't afford to take the guy number one. I would also say there's going to be a lot made of, you know, the idea that they're going to, they're going to trade that pick. Listen, every team in my 20 years covering the league who had the number one pick 
and did not have an urgent quarterback need, wanted to trade it. Because, you know, in the old days, pre-2011, the contracts were so astronomical. You're giving Sam Bradford $78 million or whatever guaranteed coming out of college when he hasn't played it down. Even now in the slotted system, you still would rather move back because, you know, you move back two spots, three spots, you're picking up a future first-round pick. That's how valuable it is according to every trade chart. But somebody's going to want to give – has to want to give you that pick. So the real question is, are any of these guys somebody that other teams below, whether it's the Texans at two, the Colts at four, do any of them go, we just, we have to get up to number one and take this guy. And to your point, Dan, I don't know. And we'll see the process always kind of has this stuff shake out. Is there going to be somebody that everybody's really comfortable with? The questions on Bryce Young, we just covered it, is just going to be the, the frame and the durability. You got CJ Stroud, obviously highly productive passer at Ohio state, but there've been a lot of highly productive passers at Ohio State, they all come in with some level of the same, you know, question to them. I wouldn't even call it an issue because it can be overcome. But the the question is, can they read things the way that NFL quarterbacks do? Because they're just taught differently. They're taught what Ryan Day does with them is just different than what they're asked to do in the NFL. With Will Levis, it's going to be, you know, can he just kind of put it all together? Does he have the poise? Last year was a rough year at Kentucky, but he had, nobody knew how hurt Will Levis was last year. He had a really serious turf toe injury that he kept re-aggravating over and over, which anybody who's ever had serious turf toe knows. I mean, you can barely walk, much less go out there and play quarterback. And he had a a non-throwing shoulder injury. So that really impacted his mobility. He was having to shoot up the toe and the shoulder on a weekly basis. So, you know, he didn't go to the senior bowl. He is going to throw here in Indianapolis, so you'll get a view on him. And then you get Anthony Richardson, who is a traits player all the way. He's got the big arm. He's got the athletic <laughs> ability, height, weight, speed, all that. But as one high-ranking executive who I trust told me, like, quarterback isn't a traits position. You normally don't draft a guy who's a one-year starter at quarterback who hasn't really had the productivity because you think you can just make him into something the next level. You don't draft that guy in the first. You might draft him in the fourth. But Anthony Richardson, people would be shocked within the league if he doesn't go in the first round, he's going to do everything out here. I mean, he's going to have a crazy workout, I'm sure, with 40 and the vertical and the broad jump and all that stuff. We're all going to be going, oh, my goodness, this athlete. Then you got to dig into, okay, can the quarterback develop through the course of time? You're absolutely right. There's holes in all these guys. I don't know that you're sitting there feeling comfortable taking any of them. But number one, that can certainly evolve through the process. Those guys generally get pushed up here. But, you know, the good news for the Bears is you are sitting in a good spot where you can get whoever you want. Whether you can trade down, it's easy to say, yeah, we want to trade down. We're going to trade down. Somebody's got to be willing to make it worth your while. Always great to talk to you, Tom. Have fun there in uh, Indianapolis. Appreciate it, Dan. Thanks, Thanks, uh, Tom Pelissero, great NFL reporter for the NFL Network. Their scouting combine coverage is uh, today through uh, March 5th. Take a break. Got our play of the day in the on-deck circle. Rich Eisen will join us a little bit later on, as will Magic Johnson. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Covino. And Rich Davis. And together we are Covino. We talked about the GMs and coaches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Talking at the Combine, I put talking in parentheses because... They don't want to say anything. Now, here's a classic example. Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins head coach, and this is a big story with Tua, the decision, what are you going to do with him? And here's a head coach who tap dances, and he does so for 33 seconds and says absolutely nothing. Well, I think, you know, like any other player, you factor in every variable. Um, You know, I think, you know, one thing that – you know, when you're when you're talking about those types of decisions, um, I think it's important to recognize that um, we have a congruence of in- interest by the Dolphins and the player um, Tua that that we both want um, both parties really want him to um, play at a very high level for a long time for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think that's the first time congruence has been used on this program. I think you're right about that. Yes, but uh, he basically did his best to not say anything. Yes, yes, Paulie. There, there was a movie a long time ago, Spies Like Us, and uh, Chevy Chase's character is like a, a flack for the government. He's like, and though for there as such as the <laughs> Afghanistan, not, not a borderline material as you see it, as we see it, and that's what we're doing today. What about the uh, the woman from uh, Miss, Miss South Carolina? Miss South Carolina. I believe that not <laughs> everyone has maps, such as the Iraq. polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some 
people out there in our nation don't have bounce and factor in every variable. Um, you know, I think and, uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I like such as such as types of decisions. Um, I think it's important to recognize help the U.S. Or, or should help South Africa. Congruence. Yay. Yay. Rich Eisen, NFL Network host, host of the Rich Eisen Show, and Rich gets to experience all of this. You are Mr. Combine. How are you doing? You know, congruence of interest sounds like that (laughs) band that your friend is trying to invite you to come to the bar. I'm playing, hey, I got my cover band, congruence of interest. Can you, you know, Thursday night, nine o'clock, you know, you want to come see it? You know, like that's. That's what it sounds like. I think that's a Jared Leto's band. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's a cover band. I don't know what they cover, um, but you know, it's 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 just because again, this is the first time we're seeing coaches and general managers since their exit interviews once their seasons ended, whenever they ended, and so we're we're wanting an update on things in the NFL media because we want things updated immediately. Yeah. And things can't be updated. It's just like, of course, they want Tua back. Sure. Does Tua want to come back? Yeah. Can his head handle it? Who the hell knows? Like, nobody knows. So, um, and that's the same thing with Rodgers, Dan. Like, we're all waiting for Rodgers. When is Rodgers going to give his decision? And, you know, Rodgers is being accused of, in many different parts, of being, you know, a diva or dramatic. And, you know, uh, none of this, as you recall, compares at all to the level of drama that Brett Favre put the Packers through while he was deciding on his future. Yeah. I mean, there, there's technically still time before the new league year begins two weeks from uh, today, as a matter of fact. I mean, if he was anywhere in the realm of Favre drama, um, he would say in two weeks after the new league year began, I'm out. And then two months later or three months later, say, I want back in. That's Favre. So we want things now and we want an answer, you know? If I said that you could get answers to any situation, whether it was team or it was player, the one scenario that you, if if you got that opportunity would be what or who? Lamar Jackson. Oh. Uh, What in the world happened Last year, uh, again, I called Ravens and Browns week 15 um, on NFL Network. That was a Saturday game. You might have missed Dan because the Colts uh, had the largest blown lead before it. <laughs> and there was a snow game between Tua and the Dolphins and the Bills after it. You might have you might have missed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Ravens absolutely uh, in starting Tyler Huntley in week 15, expected Lamar back before the end of the season, if not the following week, and he never came back. And you're hearing he wants more, he wanted he wanted more and may want more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. And and that's that's the story. I want to know what went behind the scenes. Why didn't he come back? Is there something going on between him and the team uh contract related then? Uh, as to why he didn't want to come back because he didn't have a guaranteed contract. And then, of course, it does play into what's going on with Burrow and the and the Bengals and Herbert and the Chargers and Geno Smith and the Seahawks and all of these quarterback 
contracts that are coming up who's going to want every dollar guaranteed who is going to make a stand and lamar plays into all of it yeah that i've had a curiosity about this for almost two years rich and you know with no agent and now there was information leaked to Stephen A. Smith where he doesn't want a guaranteed contract, which I was told that was completely opposite. Why right. wouldn't you want a guaranteed contract considering the way he plays? And he's proven more than Deshaun Watson is. Why wouldn't you say, I want what he got? Or yeah. that's let's start right there. If you don't want a guaranteed contract, then sign the contract. It just it feels like something there. It's, it's square peg round hole here. My spidey sense has been going off about it again. Uh, the Ravens, in my estimation, based on what I was hearing and what I was, you know, going to say and what I did say with Kurt Warner on that that Saturday broadcast with the Browns Ravens is he's expected back. And then he never returned, and they started Tyler Huntley in a playoff game. Dan, like, what is up with that? Yeah. And uh, so there, there, there's just something that doesn't square. And I'd love to know all about it. We're talking to Rich Eisen, NFL Network host. They will have coverage of the Combine starting uh, later today and tomorrow, now through uh, March 5th. Uh, we had Tom Pelissero on, and I said, how important nice. is Bryce Young's height? And he said, not as important as really how much he weighs. Like dur yeah. durability more so, not his height. Um, when did, when do we find out how tall and how much <laughs> Bryce? I think the weigh-ins, Dan. I think the weigh-ins. They should have these guys weigh in like a fight yeah. where they together and they stare at each other. And, um, they used to do it in public in underwear until Roger Goodell saw it for the first time truly and said, "We're not doing that anymore. Um, we're going to do these weigh-ins behind the scenes." But um, long story short, is it's in the next day or two. I have that information somewhere. Yeah. Um, but um, look, there's tonight and tomorrow are the nights where it's really the most. Well, I, I know you heard I heard your fans think it's not that important. The combine was created to get the kids measured and absolutely looked at by doctors. Doctors. That's what this thing is for. Yeah. And now a lot of it is about meeting the uh, prospects in an interview room. And everyone's going to get blown away by Bryce Young's. Um, football intelligence, you hear FBI is a phrase, football intelligence. They'll be blown away by his tape. And then there'll be somebody in the room who might be old school, just not tall enough. Just not tall enough. We're not going to go with a guy that 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 short um, and or just not strong enough, not big enough. And then there will always be somebody in the back of the room with strength coach raises their hand and say, I got that. Don't worry about that. So I, I, I don't have an answer mm. for who's going to be scared off and who's not. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, who I'm doing the broadcast with, I had him on my show yesterday. He believes that Young is just not a fit for the Bears or the cold weather. And so folks will know that. And I, I think the Bears will eventually make this first overall pick available to whoever does fall for Bryce Young. It might be our hosts, Indianapolis. Um, but in the meantime, they, they keep talking about their due diligence that they'll have to go through because they do need to make it seem like they're going to choose this draft choice, uh, uh, for their own and, and choose it on a quarterback. And, and Justin Fields just going to be strong enough to handle that speculation. One of the topics that I know has already come up at the combine. I'm curious what you think about this quarterback sneak rule that yeah. the Eagles took advantage of and were really, really proficient at it. Yes. 
what would be the reason why the NFL would eliminate that? Um, because they just don't want to play looking like a rugby scrum. They want they want plays where hmm. you can see who's um, lined up and fans. It's easy to see, and it's just not like okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna turn the game into rugby, rugby, and it's just gonna be a ring of people just shoving each other around. Like that's that's not what the league wants. But I do know that some folks believe it opens up possibilities that you you can run other plays out of that formation you know and and that and that there could be statue of liberty plays you know behind the back handoffs and you don't know who has it jump passes and the like um so to me the competition committee when they 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 uh they meet they need to do um three things they need to make uh roughing the passer calls that have been thrown flags that have been thrown for roughing the passer they need to send that thing to the sky judge which they don't refer to it as that they call it replay assist or video assist <laughs> that is used to sometimes spot the ball or know that somebody's knee was down so forward progress stops there's enough time let the refs huddle let somebody take a look at it upstairs and review it and tell the guys or ladies pick it up or it's good and then make make the call that's number one number two is we got to get rid of fumbling the ball through the end zone giving the ball back to the defense i hate that rule with a passion yep. a team gives up 90 yards on defense but they get the ball back because somebody fumbles the ball one inch beyond the pylon as opposed to one inch in front of the pylon which would cause them to keep it and the third thing they need to do is give me a damn seat on the competition committee already so I can get in the room wow. and on the table, Dan. Wow. Yes. Okay. I am uh, I am I am somebody that should be in that room. There is an I in Rich and Eisen, so I'm using this platform for myself. Well, Correct. I helped John Facenta get into the Hall of Fame. Mm. Now I, I needed a new task. Influence? I woke up today and I said to my wife, I need a new task. I need a new mission, a crusade. And now I have it. Get, get me in the room. Get Rich Eisen on the competition committee. Yeah. They should. Somebody should somebody should represent the fan. You always hear that, you know, let's change the catch rule. If it's 50 people in a bar, they can tell it's a catch. Then let's change the catch rule. You know, 50 people in a bar, they can change the tuck rule. Let's change the tuck rule. Let me represent the 50 people in a bar. It may be a wine bar, but bar nonetheless. <laughs> bar none. Bar nonetheless. <laughs> I would you know. love if we went to the 50 people in a bar to decide some of these yeah. calls in the NFL. Yes. Was that yes, a catch? Yes. yes. Let, the, let the refs huddle up. <laughs> let's go to some bar in Iowa and let's get it done. Correct. Right in the heartland. Uh, have fun there. Thank you, DP. Good to talk to you as always. That's Good the uh, popular Rich Eisen, NFL Network host and a host of the Rich Eisen Show. Sneak in a phone call or two. Once again, Magic Johnson in an hour from now. Doug in North Carolina starts this off. Good morning, Doug. What's on your mind? Well, Dan, in the first hour, you were talking about a phrase you wanted to uh, retire, and I'm I'm using that as an opportunity to beg you and the Danettes to retire another phrase from the show. I've been listening for three years, and there's a phrase that I've heard about 10,000 times. I think Polly is the worst defender, but I can't stand don't sleep on. I, I just hate that phrase, and I think I've heard Polly say don't sleep on a meatloaf sandwich before. I just, I'm begging you to retire <laughs> that one as well. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go around the room. You know, maybe the audience can tell us there's other, you know, phrases that are used on this show. I'm saying that I need to retire draft capital. Uh, I heard that probably 10 times yesterday on ESPN, draft capital. 
that the Bears, you know, if you trade Justin Fields, the draft capital, the number of teams in the first round who have two picks, therefore they have a lot of draft capital. Yes, Paul. I just saw this note. They have the amount of the compensatory picks, Dan. Uh, the fewest picks in the draft, the Broncos, Panthers, and Vikings only have five picks in this draft. Those teams are low on um, draft. Count. That's it. Yeah, but DC. we don't do that. No. We don't We don't bring up the D.C. <laughs> phrase. We don't do that anymore. So nope. Don't sleep on. I got to. Uh, how about this? Never nap on <laughs> no, the abilities of. No, never nap no, on. No, no. Don't snooze. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Sounds like a lot of fun, though, if you just open the floodgates. Like, hey, tell us everything else that annoys you about the show. <laughs> Our show. Oh, yeah, five hours. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's your extra hour yeah, for it. Yeah, my, uh, my bad. We, yeah. we probably shouldn't open up that uh, Pandora's box there. Hey, where are we on uh, Tailgate Moonshot? Oh, man, we are extremely close. Okay. By the end of the week. Perhaps as early as tomorrow. Okay, this is the new batch. Yeah. This is salted caramel moonshine. There's a very good chance that tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, there'll be a new batch put up for sale. Very good chance. Okay. And as a heads up, the last two times we did it, sold out in less than 40 minutes. They go quick. But we'll we'll let you know. We got to check with our distributor. Want to make sure everything's perfect and that uh, you could get the uh, moonshine. We have a couple of new flavors coming up later on in the spring, in the summer, even the fall. And uh, I came up with one for Christmas. Let's go! Already! But, uh, yeah, we're very proud of this. And uh, judging by the reaction from the audience, uh, you appreciate it as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Magic Johnson is partnered with Coke Zero Sugar for a new March Madness-inspired TV commercial launch campaign alongside Tamika Catchings, uh, Little Dickie, uh, Travis Bennett, a.k.a. Taco, and Magic Johnson joining us on the program. When was the last time you played pickup basketball? <laughs> oh my goodness, Dan! It's been a long, a lot of years, man. I, I probably ew, seven, eight, nine, ten years. But do you miss? Do you shoot around at all? Yeah, yeah, I shoot around, but I don't play pickup anymore. Uh, I the fun comes when. The the great thing is uh, the gym that I work out every morning at uh, has a, a a full court basketball court, so I'm able to go in there and shoot because I work out so early, so a lot of people are not there. So that works out because I love to shoot. Matter <laughs> of fact, you know, some days I just go in there and shoot for like a half hour, 45 minutes. But I wondered how you would be given everybody has to shoot the three or wants to shoot the three now. How do you think your game would be, in t- you know, in the modern era or today? Oh, it wouldn't change any because what I do, what I specialize in is still is needed in the game today. That's coming down on that fast break and passing it to people and putting them in a position to score. So now instead of shooting, uh, passing it uh, to the guys that they can do the slam dunk or the layup I'll be passing it for them to shoot the three-point shot. So, And then you have to remember, centers are not centers. So when I played, you had at least two seven-footers almost on the court. Now you don't have that. So, man, I'll be driving that to that back. <laughs> <laughs> and I, don't have, I won't have no resistance in today's game, right? But so, what, what do you so, think you could have averaged if you wanted to? Uh, in playing, if I was just an offensive-minded guy, yeah. Let's say you were oh. you had the green light like Jordan did. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't average as much as him, but I I could have averaged twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty <laughs> points a game. That was easy. I did that my whole career in high school. 
Uh, I could have did that at Michigan State too, but it it's not about that for me. It what it was about was I wanted to win. So when I saw that we had scores like Jamal and Kareem and Norm, when I got to the Lakers, I just said, "Hey, I want to win." So I just said, "I'm on whatever I need to score to help us win. That's what I'm going to do." And so when Pat Riley finally gave me the green light uh, when Kareem had got older. Uh, you know, my years now, I'm averaging 24, 25 points a game. I could have did that when I walked in. And so, uh, but it's about winning. I, I didn't care about that. I, and even today, I still don't care. I just want to win. I I want to win, you know. <laughs> so so I've always been like that, and I will always be like that. Is it possible Kareem is underrated? Oh, for sure. You know, we we have to remember that Kareem – is the most decorated winner in basketball history. There's nobody can has a resume, right? From high school on, there's nobody. Think about everything that he did. He won almost every state championship in high school. He won every national championship in college and was the college player of the year every single year. And he would have won four if freshmen were allowed to play uh, at that time, like it you know, I could, I could play as a freshman in the NCAA. He couldn't do that. He had to wait till the next year. So when I think about his full resume, right, uh, there's no no greater winner. Uh, probably him and Bill Russell would be the two dudes who have had the most decorated career in terms of winning. If not Michigan State, where were you going? Uh, Michigan probably because, remember, they had just played in 1978. Uh, they had just, I'm sorry, 1977, excuse me, uh, Michigan and Indiana Indiana had played for the national championship. That's the last time a team, I think, was undefeated when Indiana and Bobby Knight had, uh, they had, I think it was 32-0, I believe. And so they played Michigan, though, for the championship, right? That's the last time two teams from the same conference ended up in the uh, championship. So Michigan was my second choice, uh, but uh, I'm glad I chose the green and white in Michigan State. If I would have switched you and Larry Bird and you played for Indiana State and Larry played for Michigan State, who would have won that national title? Wow. Now, you know, Dan, I'm not going to sit here and say I would have lost any game, man. (laughs) Okay. I I just thought I'd put it out there. You know. You know, he and he would say the same to you, right? If you asked him the same thing, if he had went to Michigan State, he gonna say he would do well, and I'm gonna say the same thing. I would have did well at Indiana State. Uh, now, if he would have played with Greg Kelser in that championship, wow, we would have had a hard time beating him probably because people forget that Greg Kelser was really special. Did you understand the mag- like what you and Larry were bringing together in that national title game and then later took it to the NBA? I, I don't think we understood, Dan, until after. You know, when, we, when they told us it, was a, it's, it's, it had been and still is the number one watch game in college basketball history. You know, you, we, we knew it was special because, he, you know, they were undefeated. And he was college basketball player of the year, and I was runner-up to that, right? I think it was the first time, Dan, that two guys, uh, the two best players met for 
the national championship. But when did you realize you two were alike? Oh, I mean, that, listen, I knew that in college. I, I, and, 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 and then when we got into the pros, it just really put the stamp of approval on that, that the fact that we were so much alike. And then when we shot a commercial, because we, in the early beginning, we hated each other. You know, we had to because uh, he ended up on the Celtics, I ended up on the Lakers. And so you knew that there was going to be, um, you know, hatred there because the Celtics had beat the Lakers, what, I think seven straight times, I believe. And so, uh, and then we met, and then they beat us in 84. So we had to, I had to hate him. I had to hate the Celtics, and then when we shot that commercial, I believe in '87, uh, in at his house in French Lick, Indiana, that's when we became friends, and that's when we finally said, you know what, we're more alike than we are different because we're both Midwest boys. We're close to our family. Uh, we 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 also changed the game of basketball together, whether that was in college or the NBA. And then we always were about making our teammates better, right? We, we were we rather pass than shoot a lot of times. And so, two big guys that could handle the basketball that would do anything to win. And so, uh, you know, I just I love Larry Bird. That's my man. And so, uh, I think the thing that is special, Dan, was that he made me better and I made him better. And so, uh, and that's why I think. Then even when I think about what's happening right now, right, this campaign is happening over March Madness, right? The Coke Zero, Zero Sugar uh, is going on March Madness. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Dave and Travis are two cool guys who we shot this commercial for Coke Zero Sugar in a bodega. And uh, what are we talking about, right? Who's the best ever? Just like you and I just talk about Larry and myself and, uh, what team was the best and was Kareem the best. Uh, we had that same debate uh, uh, in this commercial. And then I show up when Dave and Travis are having that debate, I show up and uh, and really grab the, the Coke Zero Sugar and walk out. And it's, it's an amazing commercial. I'm happy that I'm doing it. And I'm happy that it's Aaron doing March Madness too. Yeah, it's uh, going to air for the first time during Duke and North Carolina Dave Bird and Travis Bennett, Tamika Catchings. We're talking to Magic Johnson. It's a Coca-Cola <laughs> Zero Sugar ads featuring uh, Magic yeah. and company. Did you did you have to hate Michael Jordan as well that you said you had to hate Larry Bird? I I didn't get a chance to hate Michael uh, because of the fact that, you know, we played one time. I think because of the relationship – with Larry happened in college in terms of us in the state, Michigan State. Then it carried over to the two most storied franchises in NBA history, the Celtics and the Lakers. And we played so many times. That's why I think we hated each other and disliked each other in terms of the Celtics, Lakers, Larry, and I. Michael, I think – the dislike might, might have came more the Bulls and, and Celtics, right? Because they're in Eastern Conference mm. and they played so many times. But we only really, uh, you know, that one time in '91 when they won, when they beat us. And so um, 
I didn't have a chance to hate Michael, but <laughs> we're good friends, and uh, I love MJ and, and, and what he stands for, what he's built, not only on the court but off the court, his business. Uh, so it's great. Can LeBron surpass Michael in your eyes? Um, I don't know. I don't know. He it might takes it might take a couple more championships to do that. Um, LeBron is special, and and I don't want people to always get mad over. You know, we got to celebrate both guys. I mean, Michael is the best, and we should celebrate him, and we should celebrate LeBron. And so uh, I hate when people get mad at you if you take one or the other. And uh, we should just say, hey, Michael is special. And I always say he's special because, and he's the best to me because he never lost in the NBA Finals. And he's averaged over 30-something points a game. I mean, <laughs> the guy is just unbelievable. And so, uh, but LeBron is special, too, in his own right, too. And, uh, um, and people shouldn't forget that either. But when it all said, if you come at me and you ask me, that's who I'm going to go with is MJ. Uh, Magic, thank you and good luck with the campaign. Great to talk to you again. You too, Dan. Take care of yourself, brother. Magic Johnson partnered with uh, Coke Zero Sugar, a new March Madness-inspired TV commercial. And uh, always good to talk to him. Uh, you know what I forgot to ask him about AC Green's, uh, you know, not having sex when he was playing. How could you not ask? I know. Him? I, know the first I know. I know. Come on. I know. He's on a list. I know. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes you, I can't get to those tough questions. <laughs> Softball. Come on. <laughs> Softball, Sally. Dad, you're, come on. You're better than that. You're better than that. Come on. As far as asking the right question. Uh, yes. Yes. No Norm Nixon questions. I don't know what you're doing over there. Yes, Paul. It would be great if you asked him, how do you feel about Gavin Lux in the hidden field situation oh, with the Dodgers? Oh, wow. Just work that oh, in you there. You should have asked him about and Skip the Laker questions oh, and ask about the Dodgers in field situation. All right. I know. We're just having fun. <laughs> just having fun. That's all. That's okay. It won't be a topic for the next two no, years. No, it won't. No. Uh, people are already suggesting that we come up with uh, a T-shirt honoring Chris in California. What would Chris ask? Yeah. <laughs> WWCA? Uh, I love this audience. Uh, no, it's a K. Oh, my bad. Chris with a K. It's good journalism. I yeah. love when people, they're just so in on the joke already that within within seconds of that happening, Mike Weatherby says, T-shirt idea, WWCA. Yeah. The Gavin Lux fallout. I love it. I love it. Let me take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learned. What's in store tomorrow? Good luck's getting past that one. Okay. okay. Right, that's the last one. I'm, I'm done. giving that to him. I'm done. Yeah. He's had a rough run. Let's give it to him. Come on. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.